a Radio 191 FM podcast. Mr. Speaker. Good morning, ham. Excuse me. Kia ora, Good morning. You're listening to Radio One Ninety One FM. This is the Otago Museum Breakfast Show. We're talking now uh, politics. Uh, disclaimer: We are going to be discussing uh, sexual violence today, uh, so that might be something that you need to be aware of. Uh, if so, please keep yourself safe. Uh, joining me in the studio now is Jill Moore, John Moore, and Jeff. Yeah, Jeff Raymond. <laughs> good morning. Uh, please introduce yourselves. Yep, John Moore, here every Monday and throughout the week, talking about politics. Joyce. Uh, kia ora, mother of John Moore. Kia ora, Jill, thank you. Uh, good morning, I'm Geoffrey. Uh, I feel like I'm on Moore FM uh, today with the two Moors. Um, but uh, I'm a political watcher of events here in New Zealand and uh, overseas, particularly in the Middle East. Peachy Keen, thank you all uh, very much for being here. Uh, so, Me Too and Labour? Yeah, Labour is in a, in a deep crisis at the moment over its handling of a specific sexual abuse case. Uh, the, the story was released last week by the spin-off, which is an um, internet media platform, and they had interviewed uh, the main complainant several times and, and told her story online. Um, so this kicked off a whole sort of a um, media discussion uh, about this case mm -hmm. and about how Labour had handled it. Um, so the very serious allegations have been made against the Labour Party staffer um, and the spin-off had given details of how alleged assault on a 19-year-old Labour Party volunteer happened early in 2018. Um, the alleged perpetrator is a Labour Party staffer with ties throughout the party hierarchy. Now, um, for example, Geoffrey and I know his name. His name is quite widely known now throughout the media, but no one's, um, for various legal reasons or fear, is not mentioning his name. But he's, he he played a or he has played a very key role in terms of um, Labour's. Uh, information technology and internet service etc etc so he, he's got a lot of uh, very high up friends so the implication is that there's been a, a cover-up uh, to protect him um, however uh, all the main Labour Party officials who have been involved in this case are saying that um, no there hasn't been a cover-up we weren't aware that these were well, actually uh, sexual uh, allegations allegations of they're rape. not likely to, to admit that they've made a mistake in an amazingly sensitive uh, one at that. No, exactly. uh, So what's being done about it? What, well, initially um, um, there was a, a, a committee that investigated this case. Um, uh, the problem was, and I think everyone's admitting this now, that the committee was made up of top Labour Party officials who, of course, uh, their main job is to protect the party and manage uh, uh, the party's reputation. Um, so uh, the argument is that there's a huge conflict of interest there. Um, the story is now concentrating on who knew what when. Um, so, for example, uh, Jacinda Ardern has said 
And she's using quite, I would say, tricky language, very precise language to say that uh, she hadn't seen any written details of this allegation until the article went on the spin-off on Monday. Um, does that mean that she didn't know anything about the case before Monday? Uh, she seems to be indicating that she didn't. Uh, however, has, as Alison Moore, who has written on this case and is a, a leader of effectively the Me Too movement in New Zealand, she said the general consensus amongst media is that um, Jacinda Ardern's story doesn't ring true. There's just too many contradictions. But who knows? Grant Robertson, who's Minister of Finance and really is Jacinda Ardern's closest confidant and very close friend, uh, he's refusing to say whether he knew in the last few weeks or not, which most people in the media, political pundits, etc., uh, people on the left and right are saying is unacceptable that he won't answer those questions. So it's all become quite a mess for the Labour Party, and especially because the Labour Party is seen as a party that uh, represents the downtrodden, represents uh, uh, people who are subjugated in various ways. And, and so for this to happen to the Labour Party, I think has thrown its general membership and supporters into sort of almost like an existential crisis, like why is this happening to our party? Um, a party that's meant to stand up is for women. Is Labour doing anything about it? Um, well, this, uh, a QC has been appointed to look over the case. We'll learn today what are the terms of references, but apparently the inside information is that there's been a huge scrap within the top levels of Labour, uh, that the initial proposal was that the QC would only look at the actual um, the case itself. So the, the allegations of rape, rather than looking at how Labour handled it. So, uh, and, and apparently there's a huge scrap within Labour, whether um, it should be, the terms of reference should be quite wide, and actually the QC should look at the whole process that had happened, and, and why... Surely, uh, surely the, uh, the main focus should be making sure that this doesn't happen again? Exactly. As, like, equally, it's mm. important that the perpetrator be brought to justice. Mm. Well, when politicians uh, bring in lawyers and QCs to look over cases and give them very restricted terms of references, we all know that to cover up and, 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 and to, to move on from the situation. So, But I think the pressure's on Jacinda Ardern. Uh, I think uh, we might see the QC being given quite wide terms of references to actually look at what went wrong with the whole process and why there wasn't a proper process. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, just to, to add to all of this, I mean, we're talking a lot about Jacinda Ardern, and I think... It, you know, this scandal, you know, it obviously didn't involve her at the, the ground level. She, um, you know, had nothing to do with the assault itself. It's all to do with this, this follow-up. And I think you've got these two phases to the scandal. Uh, you had the initial phase, you know, the sexual assault was alleged to have occurred in February 2018, so uh, 18 months ago. Uh, and there was a long process in which the complainant uh, put forward these allegations to various people in the Labour Party and this culminated in the internal uh, investigation process uh, that started in March and ultimately the, the uh, alleged uh, perpetrator was cleared of, of any wrongdoing back in July and this then set off the next... Was he cleared by, well, the by the police internal, or by the Labour? By, well, by this internal investigation by the Labour Party. Oh, what a surprise. And the Labour Party right. found that the Labour Party... And, and if you read the original spin-off article, it seems that um, the 
the the victim she uh she listed her uh or the alleged victim she you know listed her experience or told about her experience but these were not this experience was not really um taken note of and the reason given for that at least in the spin-off article on by her account was that they weren't there to investigate sexual assault that would have to go to the police so she told about her experience but then this was sort of ignored in the um in the hearing because the uh, participants of the the hearing and the labor council saw this is not relevant to what they were wanting to look at um so I mean that's the 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 inference you get from from that spin-off article. So then that kicks off a second phase in July, uh, when the complainant sends uh, and others I believe send on anonymous emails to the media, and one of the others, not the uh, not Sarah, the woman who writes the article in the spin-off, but uh, others go to Paula Bennett. Uh, the deputy leader of the National Party, and she raises the allegations in the media and in Parliament. Uh, and it's at this phase, you know, where it becomes uncertain whether uh, Jacinda Ardern uh, knew anything about this or not. She told the council, uh, Jacinda Ardern, in her own words, told the council um, that they were not the body to investigate sexual assault back at the start of of August, apparently. Um, and and she was asked about the sexual assault, the alleged sexual assault. Um, by media, including uh, on an interview with Mike Hosking. Um, so this is the whole thing about whether she knew or not, whether she should have known. And this is the argument from, particularly from the right, you have to say that either, you know, she did know and she's not telling the truth, she's mi- being misleading at the moment, or she should have known and she was incompetent. And either of those is, is bad, you know, according to the view that's being put forward by the likes of David Farrer, Matthew Hooten, um, Duncan Garner as well Certainly. from a media so, perspective. Uh, what, what is the right doing is uh, is national making uh, political hay while this terrible sun shines or um, yes the right has been accused of being opportunistic but I think what's really hurting uh, Labour in this case is is their left wing supporters their uh, uh, deep concern over this case and, and you saw that with this other article by Alison Moore in The, in the Guardian uh, she certainly comes from the left and is a campaigner uh, for women around the Me Too issue and she, she certainly has uh, said that uh, Jacinda Ardern's reputation is on the line. Remember, Jacinda Ardern went before the UN and spoke on the Me Too issue and said this, this is a, an issue for all of us, we too, uh, yet her political party seems to have not been able to handle uh, accusations of, of rape and, and, and is now being accused of covering it up. So what's hurting Labour the most is not these right-wing attacks, mm. uh, which you would expect, um, although of course Paula Bennett had um, a duty to, to uh, she was approached by the by complainants, she had a duty to put forward this view. Uh, but I know my mum's got some quite good views on why she sees this process as leading to a crisis because of a lack of uh, structures. And um, yes, I would have thought that after the youth camp um, debacle, that you know Labour would have learnt something from this and put things in place, had a protocol, um, talked to people, or even sent out information about what is sexual harassment, uh, so that these people were aware of that um, before it led to maybe, I don't know, sexual assault. But really, for me, I'm just thinking about these young women, not about staffers, Jacinda Ardern or anybody else. This is so important. Exactly. I have been 
um, responsible for starting off the Women's Refuge in Dunedin. I've been involved with other young women who have been sexually assaulted. I actually was nearly strangled but did not get sexually assaulted, but that was what the person was going to do with me. I have lived 40 years with that fear, and those fears are still there for me. Mm. That is why I feel for these young women. They need the right people to talk to, not someone within the Labour Party. I did read that they talked about it as being a family, they were like parents. Well, I'm afraid when often there is sexual assault within a family, who doesn't listen to being, the person being a family who has been make it sexually assaulted? Any less toxic. The parents exactly. hide it. Yep. The relatives hide it. And that is what I can see kind of is what is happening. I would like to think that these young women are listened to and that we take away a lot of the, the other stuff surrounding it and that something is put in place yep. to make sure this doesn't happen again and these young women are listened to. Exactly. Well said, Joe. That's uh, my thought on all of this, is that it doesn't actually really... Like, yes, it's an issue, but not yeah. the central one, what just sent a new win. What really matters mm. is that uh, the victims or the alleged victims or all the language games that you can play is that something terrible happened we need to make sure that it does not happen again Absolutely. and equally that the people who affected by it get the support uh that they require yes um and that's uh my personal views uh thank you very much for your time team that was a radio 191 fm podcast you can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found